Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show with Nancy Hopkins, Walt Silva, and Dolly Howard. This is a production of Cosmic Reality Radio. And welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show. It's May 19th, 2020. My name is Nancy Hopkins. Behind me, if you're hearing it, is uh, Mother Nature Gaia uh, cleaning my yard with a lot of rain. And with me is uh, Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. So, um, hello, Walt. <laughs> hello, Nancy. Hello, Dolly. Good evening, everyone. Howdy, y'all. <laughs> You ready for another wild cosmic reality show? <laughs> I am. <laughs> oh, good. Can you hear yeah. the rain? Yes, I can. Yeah, yeah it's it's crazy out there. It, well, well, how many days of rain have you had? Well, uh, about five, ten, well, I don't know, a few days ago, seven days maybe. No, I don't think so, maybe six, maybe. I I almost flooded out. Um, You know, I'm watching it build, and I'm going, man, if this doesn't stop soon, I'm going to be in trouble. And so I did have to go around making sure that everything, you know, that could get flooded uh, was up off the floor. Um, But yesterday, I got a call from Cindy because she said, I don't know what's happening. She said, we had so much rain here that the golf course that her condominium overlooked, she said, all the uh, holding water holding retention uh, ponds are overflowing, she said. So I'm just warning you that whatever I've got is probably coming your way. And it did, but it didn't. It it we got on the outskirts of it. You know, it was coming in from the from the west. And today, I mean, I just looked at the radar and it said there was nothing out there. <laughs> so I can't, you know, I it's... Oh, with all that rain, all that digging you've done at Oak Island, the hole's going to fill up again. Well, this isn't Oak Island. Oak Island is, you know, <laughs> on the other side of the world. <laughs> yeah. No, isn't it north of us? Yeah, way north oh, okay. of us. Yeah. It's way north of the United States. Well, it's, you know... Nova Scotia, interestingly enough, um, wanted to be part of the revolution, the Revolutionary War. It just got kept the the French controlled it, but the people of Nova Scotia really had their um, their hearts with the Americans. So, but no, it's it's quite a bit north of us. Um, Last week they did a see they they closed down for the for the. year actually what they're not on tonight well i don't know if they're on tonight but they they're not doing any more digging oh oh um because last week they did they had william shatner on again and i thought it was going to be the same thing but it wasn't it was a different presentation and because he was he went on and he did it for his um whatever his Unexplained His or program. whatever it is, strange, strange, unexplained. Things or I think oh. something like that. I don't know, but anyway, um, but this one was uh, uh, 
really rehashing the Templar story uh, because the Templar story cannot be denied. Right. They, they're finding uh, not so much artifacts in in the sense of you know treasures, but in tools that have been dated from you know the 14th century, 1300s time frame where the uh, Knights Templar would would have been uh, players, and um, you know it's just like the story is there. It's mixed up in the whole you know saga of of Oak Island. So from a standpoint of history, it's fascinating to see that <laughs> that people had been here for a long time before Columbus got in his ship. You know. Hey, let's go discover this place that nobody knows about, but everybody goes to. <laughs> well, look look at Paraguay. You would never think, you know, southern hemisphere, north of, uh, I mean, north of Argentina, south of Brazil, and they found uh, lots of uh, runic writing and were able to, con- and they found a, a Viking tomb. So they were able to confirm that Vikings have visited South America. So there you have it. And they're from the Northern Hemisphere. Well, you know, the Vikings. Um, I got into a conversation with Derek about the doubles of cl- or clones or whatever it is with the Trump, with the Trumpster. And he started to tell me, well, because I'm going like, how can you have them in one office and you get them to an? How can this possibly be thinking clones? And he said, "Oh, they can they can make duplicates of people and they just teleport them in and out." <laughs> he said, "Don't bother looking for scars." He said, "Because they're made to match exactly whatever it is that you know whoever it is that they're making a double of." But so, they don't match exactly. No, and so you know, um, I was like, I got kind of like focused on this teleporting, and and you know, asked him something about it. He said, "Well, you know, that's how the Vikings got all over the place." I said, "What?" He said, "Yeah." He said, "The Vikings, they were, they would get the whole crew would get focused on a location, and then they would just sort of end up there." So they were doing what animals do naturally, like horses and cats and dogs, because animals do it. No, this was oh what what you mean cat oh you mean that cats and they do it anyway yeah but yeah 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 so, horses know how to do it cats know how to do it that's true it's, it's it's within the animal realm so these these folks obviously were not affected by the veil of forgetting and they were able to access this. Yeah, so if they wanted to go to Paraguay, Paraguay, they would just get on their ship and they would think about that, and then the next thing you know, Paraguay is out in front of you. How good is that? Which fulfills the rules of um, a reality bubble. Yeah. So when you have, when you the all that matters is that all of them are focused on a single thought. If everybody's thoughts are scattered and displaced all over the place they're not going to get anywhere not going to do anything but you have that unity of thought and intention reality we've been under so much control for for hundreds of years because everybody is so totally unfocused and and 
you know, their heads are full of noise from all the media and the news and the entertainment and the cell phones. If people could just focus a little bit and proof positive is every time they do these collective meditations, all of a sudden something jumps like uh, crime indexes drop like a rock or the human resonance all of a sudden jumps and you have all these major changes just because a group decided to do a meditation for heaven's sakes. So, <laughs> well, I, you know, what, what about this, this, uh, you know, the, the virus thing, you know, okay. It starts out and in, in the programmers are telling us that you 2.4 million people are going to die in America. And then it turns out like, well, there's probably a hundred thousand, maybe a little bit more, but gee, that's not any more people than, you know, would essentially die in a very, very bad flu situation um well maybe maybe it wasn't that the the initial procrat procrat prog when they said this when their their data might have been right they may have forecast? been right forecast thank you they may okay. have been they may have been right but they weren't right after many many people did many many different things to get rid of this sucker you know what I'm saying? Mm. And we don't know. We don't know how how potent it really was to initially. But now it's like it's it's actually the the more they test, the more the statistics tell them the death uh, ratio is is actually equal to or less than a a bad flu season. Not not enough excuse to shut down the economy, but. Certainly, it was enough excuse if those original things were forecasting a act based on actual real data, and that the, you know, the what they call it, the modeling was correct. That could have happened, and then the rest of us said, no, 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 we in no contact contract with that sucker. Just throwing it out there. Hello. I don't know. We lost your voice. So I have no idea what you said. What do you mean you, All I heard is you don't hear me? You can't. Yeah, you, you were in the you were in the middle of saying something and all of a sudden your voice cut out completely. Oh, that must not even any oh, I noise. It was me. Yeah. No, I it, hear it must have been Skype. Because nothing changed. I didn't touch anything. Nothing changed. Okay. So, I can't apologize for Skype. <laughs> they're pretty. <laughs> they've been pretty good, so I'm not going to bitch either. Um. But what I was saying is that, you know, it could have been that the modeling was correct initially based on the data and that the modeling was correct. But that once people got involved, just like what happened when we did the cleaning of the river, Walt, we couldn't turn on the system until enough people woke up and said, oh, God, no, we can't have this happen. You remember? Yeah, yep, yep. The King Gold Mine disaster? So we're just on standby until... Everybody got decided, and we're on the same page. Yeah, well, I think that that it doesn't matter. There's enough of us on the same page right now that that's just not a. Well, Trump has been on the the substitute Trump, according to Dolly, has been on uh, twice today already. Dolly, is it twice or three times? And not Trump. It's been at least three times. Three times, yeah. Two and then he did the cabinet. Uh, he did the the farmers. 
and the cabinet, but there's something in between there. I don't know, but he didn't say what I wanted to hear, so. What did you want him to hear? What, what did you want him to say? I wanted him to say fire that. Oh. Neil Cavuto. Boy, I cleaned that up, didn't I? <laughs> See, yesterday, um, Walt. Uh, the press, <laughs> the president got up there and he's talking about stuff and he says, "Oh, I take hydrochloroquine," and he he said it like just dropped it out there on the table, right? And then he, you know, they they, they oh, what, 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 yeah, and he says, "Yeah, I wanted to see what would happen when I dropped that." <laughs> and they all freaked out. They freaked out. <laughs> you know, and uh, well, you know, he said, "Look at," he said. He said, it's been around for 70 years, 65 years. It's been around for 65 years. It has no side effects. It's being used for two different diseases. Most of us, if we've gone out of the country, have had it anyway because it's part of the protocol for uh, going across, going anywhere that's malaria. Um, so he said, what did I have to lose? Right. <laughs> Uh, did, he, did they mention that they sell it in pet stores? Oh, I, I, they sell it in. A, it, it comes in a in a bottle, and it, it's a it's a greenish color. And what it is is an additive for the water bowl. No, 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 no. That's not. Dogs. No, no. I don't think it's so. A, because hydrochloroquine. Because there is something that cleans fish tanks. That's hello. Hello. Did I? Did hello? you? Go, Oh, there she is. I don't know what's happening. You want to restart the call? Not really. Let's see if it happens again. <laughs> no, she doesn't. <laughs> well, I don't know what it's about. It's probably water on some line here. Um, <laughs> uh, if it happens again, we will. But... um. There, there's a fish. There's a fish cleaning thing. That's something like chloroquine. Are you sure it's hydrochloroquine, Walt? Well, it's the, it's the same name. I recognize it because I've known about this for years since I lived in New York. And it, you're supposed to put just in a full bowl. You're supposed to put just a few drops, like two or three drops. And what it does, uh, the the bowl doesn't get that um, mucus kind of substance that grows on the water bowl for cats and dogs. And as the as the cats, you know, sometimes cats are notorious for having bad breath. When they drink the water, little by little, that bad breath goes away. So it must kill whatever bacteria grows in their mouth. Well, I'm shocked. You're not supposed to put a bottle of it. It's just a few drops in a big bowl of water. That's interesting. Uh, biofilm. It's called biofilm. The the chat rooms peoples are telling us they hear it fine. Nobody's cutting out. Yeah, I just thanked Mona. She told me on Skype. So um, I'm not going to reset the call if it's just you two. That it's your fault, not mine. <laughs> did, you, did you guys get a chance to? Um, I posted it. I think I think I think sent you the link and I posted it on on the page on the Facebook page. The latest uh, uh, message from this uh, German lady, Utsawa, what she said about 
President Trump on this whole pandemic thing. You, you get a chance to listen to it, or both well, of when you. When did to... you post it? I uh, a few days ago. Well, a few days. Yeah, because I I watched two of her. One I posted it on was... Cosmic Reality, and I put the title "Time for Some Good News." That's the title of the post. I think I did watch that one. And it's I found it really interesting what she said that people if you tell people they don't believe. So the only way to get them to understand things is to show them. That's the only way they'll believe. So she said that President Trump could have completely stopped this pandemic theater here in the US. But unfortunately, not nobody would have gotten the message and they would have accused him of being some kind of dictator. So he lets this theater play out. Some people can witness all the crap that these people that these crazy guys that are think that are in control are throwing at you like forced vaccination and chipping you up the wazoo and all that stuff. They think that they're safe and they're going to be doing all these things. And it's just, she says it's just theater play because it's not going to happen. He's not going to happen. The government, the military, they're not letting it happen. And for example, uh, you don't notice the thing that she said about the checks, people getting their checks. He could. He wanted to get, send people more money, but he was. They were keeping him uh, controlled with this whole um, fiasco of the impeachment thing. You know, the thing with Russia, and the the advisors told him, "Hold, hold on for that for a while. Don't don't send out any any money, because if you do, people people are going to accuse you that you're trying to sway the public, that you're trying to black. You know, you're trying to." Um, uh, bribe? Bribe, that's the word I'm looking for. You're trying to bribe the public by sending them money to get the public to uh, forget this whole impeachment thing. Well, he had to let it play out until it just fizzled because it was all crap. It was just smoke and mirrors. So now he could do it. And it's interesting that uh, Fulford in his report is saying that the Federal Reserve Board uh, is no longer under the control of those families because remember it's a private bank and it used to be owned and controlled by a number of families. That's gone. He claims now that the Federal Reserve Board is is going back to the gold standard. And and in the report he's saying that if this hadn't happened, you know this business that when somebody is born, they create a a, a bond on your name. He's saying that if the Federal Reserve Board were not under control right now, any baby being born today would would have a a debt on his, on its head of six point four million dollars, as opposed to two thousand seven, when a baby being born there would have one point seven million dollars debt on his head. You know that bond, that that strawman account that they create when somebody's born. So that's how bad it was getting, and these people needed to be. <laughs> they needed to take control of the Federal Reserve Board. Well, is is Volford good this week? Wait a minute. What? Before we go to Volford, Nat got a letter yesterday from Trump's, well, not him, but you know, from a, a form letter. Um saying that she would be receiving her $1,200. Now, 
are they doing a second drop of money for I, people? I don't think so because I got the same thing and I got it after it was in my checking account. Yeah, because she's had her money for for a while now and, and well, she just got to this letter. He but, is doing more. Yeah, because he's, he's she had be gotten secure. that letter before when she got the check and now oh, she's she got did. another one. Oh. Yeah. Oh. That's why I'm asking, is he doing a second one? Well, that's what this lady is saying. Yeah, but I mean, other than a psychic telling us, well... Well, what, the other like, thing is that uh, Fulford is saying that uh, uh, it's interesting that a lot of people that have lost their jobs are actually getting more money from this from this stimulus checks than with whatever money they were making and whatever job they had before, so... I don't know how accurate he's on that, but. Oh, I had a friend of mine that said this, this uh, closing down the economy has been a windfall for me. I've been able to pay off my rent. I mean, it would, for, for, that, <laughs> for that person, it was like, well, thank you very much, you know. I mean, I bought a new air conditioner. <laughs> you know, I, I, hey, they said. They said it was a stimulus, so I just said, where can I spend this? I said, ah, an air conditioner. I'm sitting in air conditioning. You know, before. And you don't have to turn it off. No, I don't have to we turn it off. We can't hear it. No, no, it's, it's, it's supposed to, it's called a split level. And I, yes, they're expensive comparatively. Um, but, well, is there, okay. It, it probably is costing me twice as much to to get the same kind of BTU, how big it's putting out. But because they've set this thing up so that the unit that's got the compressor in it is outside. And, I mean, you know... Oh, so it's those two, two separate units. It's two separate units. So you have the, uh, the heat, you have the, uh, the heat dissipator on the outside and the, uh, and the con- what do you call it, the condensation unit on the inside. Oh, those are very efficient. Well, not only That's that, the but they're so they're so silent. I mean, you, yeah. you, you you can be standing next to the one outside, and you have to look at the fan to see if it's moving. It makes no. You noise. put a magnet on it. Say again. You put a magnet on it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's got a. It's got one of the big ones. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, and and luckily they they put these brackets so that it's, it. Because I said to him, look, at the reason I haven't done anything like this is because it's got to be up off the out of flood. And they said, oh, we put brackets right on the house. We can put it actually as high as they want it. Um, yeah. So they were way up over any kind of flood situation. And uh, the oh, brackets, sweet. yeah, the brackets are really strong. I mean, this is very, very well built. And, is um, it sitting in the shadow of the house? You know, because uh, it's facing north? Yes. Oh, cool. And the the bracket itself, uh, it, I could put it. I could put the magnet on the bracket underneath it, so it's completely protected. Yeah, I, I did it, and I went. I'm going to forget this is here. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I mean, there's no need to move it. So, um, no. But if you've got, if and and it comes with, you can. I one of the reasons it was that expensive was I did have the heating element in it, so it also does the heat. Um, mm. But the difference inside the house, I told you, Walt, it's like mm. the, the the whole it, it, the air feels cleaner and cooler, and the amount of fan is 
astounding. I mean, I've got it on its lowest level because if you put it up high, it's blowing. There's a wind blowing in the house, you know. Yeah, those are those are really efficient units. I mean, you're not you're not going to compare those with the old. You know, everything is in one big box, and it, that that in, in and of itself, it's very inefficient because you have the the condenser and the heat exchanger all mounted in the same box, so they are going to affect each other. So that kills a lot of the performance on the thing. So, but it's what the industry offered. But now that they have these units, are far superior. Well, what it is is like a when you think about it, it's like a miniature version of a central air system. Same thing because you in a central air system you have the heat the, the heat exchange unit sitting outside the, the ground on the house, you know, on the dark side of the house. And then you'll have the condenser inside wherever the central fan is for the house. So it's the same thing, only in a smaller scale. Yeah, you don't so, need you don't need the, um, the, the, the big old conduit things, you know? Yeah, yeah. You can't, I mean, you couldn't do... Well, actually, what they can do is they can take a bigger unit... And they can use two, and all they're using is little tubes for the air. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not, you know, like they're they're taking it from one place and sending it out through your house. You would have to get two separate inside things, and right. uh, you can run them from one. So it can be essentially central, but by room, which you know is awesome because you you have such control over it. You and, the, and the advantage to you is that you live in Florida, which is so humid. Oh. So at least it's lowering that humidity index in the house. <laughs> I, it's amazing to me because the other day I walked outside and it wasn't, I knew it wasn't that cold. But the humidity was like, I was stunned. Because a lot of times, when you come in, when you fly into South Florida, Lauderdale or, or uh, Miami, and you walk outside the terminal, you feel like you've walked into a wet sponge. Exactly. You know, because you got off a dry plane, probably coming from yeah. a state that doesn't have dry, <laughs> and you know, and that's exactly the effect I had. It was like, oh my God, it's so humid out here. So, um, and and that you know saves your electronics and everything else. It's it's. I'm going to be. It's going to be interesting to see what the uh, energy bill is because mine's pretty low anyway. Because I got so much shungite all over the place. <laughs> uh-huh. the I'm guy, glad you got that. Oh, I you're am. Getting uh, older, you need to have that. It wasn't me. It was the dog. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. It's too Our damn hot in here. Older. <laughs> yeah. He's so <laughs> You know, I call it his. I call it Shiloh's AC. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get girl, to shaggy. Every every summer, we would, you know, cut her hair because she would suffer so much from the from the heat. Oh, well, he's got. I think he must have chow in him because he's got one of these deep coats that. Um, mm-hmm. If if I don't do him, well, if I did him daily, it wouldn't make a difference. It's like you can get a garbage bag full, uh, you know, like one of those Publix gar- or a grocery store bag full of fur. 
You just keep doing it and doing it and doing it, and it's it's like one time, one time I take now I take him outside and I just do it and do it and let it fall on the ground, and then I can mostly pick up most of it, you know. Well, one day I forgot to pick it up, and my friend came over to the house and saw this and thought somebody had been killed. Oh my God, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> so I, every time I do it, I make sure I pick it up so nobody gets freaked out and thinks somebody got killed. Did she call nine one one? No, she wouldn't call nine one one for a four legged, but there sure was a lot of fur on the ground, you know. <laughs> I did laugh. <laughs> Well, you know, maybe that would be a deterrent to, you know, people coming into your yard. Just take the fur and put it in the middle of the driveway. (laughs) Uh, It sure is going to fool other dogs because I'm sure it smells exactly like dog. So, Uh. (laughs) you got me giggling. laughing uh, giggling so anyway the the president's um uh the presidential show today was very interesting because you know he was having all these press conferences with these medical doctors out there and you know and then they finally gagged the doctors and put masks on them <laughs> wouldn't let them talk <laughs> but now what he's doing is he's meeting with like she said, the farm industry, you know, people from there. I'm trying to think of who it was. There was the cabinet, and before that, who the heck was it? I can't remember, and I know there was one. Yeah, I don't remember. Mm. What, but what he's doing is he's having these big meetings, and then after the meetings... Congress. He had, say again? He went to Congress. No. He did a little... Did he? Yeah, he went... Yeah. Yeah, he did, but he wasn't, well, we, he wasn't on the TV long after that meeting. Uh, we, they did not go into that meeting. We only saw him come out and say, that's when I saw him being kind of hissy. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, he'd been with the, oh, he took, yeah. oh my God, he took on Nancy Pelosi today. Did you hear Is that? Is that who was there? No. Oh yeah, he said Nancy Pelosi. She's she's got mental problems. Oh, I heard that. Yeah. And went into <laughs> you know you know I mean he 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 did not he's not holding his punches anymore. No, he's not. You know, and he's letting them fly. Yeah, he really is. And but he's he's also um, having this. I mean, you, you have to just. You know, feel bad for Joe Biden. Do you know that Joe Biden is is in his basement, Walt? Oh, all I know is that that's according to this woman. She swears up and down that that's not the real one. That's a clone, and it's malfunctioning. That's why he's saying so many weird things. (laughs) Well, but let's just assume it's 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 Joe Biden. He's been living in his basement. I mean, I, I'm assuming they let him out to walk around the house or something, but um, every time he ha- he's on with somebody, he's, he's on you know Skype or whatever. It's from his basement, <laughs> you know. And- yeah, but if he is really in the condition that he is portraying to be, he he wouldn't even know that he was in the basement. <laughs> yeah, he he wouldn't. 
He wouldn't realize he's got dementia. If that is the way he really is, he's got dementia. He can't remember doo-doo. He can't even read it off the prompter. But they keep saying, I mean, everybody that I'm listening to that seems to think that they know what's going to happen, um, say that he, he will be the nominee. You know who I want to hear is um, Ingram, Laura Ingram. She, I remember, you know, I never, I like, I thought fo- the Fox network was full of fascists, to be honest with you. And after the Trump uh Trump won, there was such shock and awe that he won because every commentator was sure he was not going to win. And uh, they showed a segment where, like the week before, she was on somebody else's station, being, you know, part of a roundtable type of thing. And the question asked was, you know, who do you think is going to win the election? And she said, Donald Trump. And everybody at that table started laughing. And she looked so hurt and so shocked. Uh You know, I felt really, really, I didn't even know who she was. I felt really bad for her. But then again, I went, my God, how did this woman know that? That she was so, Donald Trump's going to win. Just laid it out there, you know, without any hesitation or question that it wasn't true. And I really do. I mean, she's the one that I, that I appreciate the most on uh, Fox because the people that she brings on to talk to, um, and her, she, you know that that you know basically who she is and what she believes in, but at the same time, she doesn't come off as being a know-it-all. You know, whereas. Some people or on egotistical that. like Hannity. He never shuts his mouth. Oh my God! And he always and says his guest talk. And he always says the same thing over and over yes. and over again. I don't know oh. why he's so popular. You know? I don't either. So no, we're not particularly thrilled with all of the Fox Nation, <laughs> but no. um, they are a little bit. Well, first off, they do every time the president talks to the press, they will put it on television. I don't think that the other stations are doing that. And they put the other stations' comments on there, especially if they're bad. I like that part. And they call them them the media. (laughs) You know, the media. All those, that fake media. I mean, they... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, it's a strange What did you hear Trump say? He's going to have to... Fox has got too many uh, uh, deep state on it, or Dem- Democrats came right out and said it. Um, so he needs to find a different station to watch now. Is that since what he Neil- said? Yeah, since Neil Cavuto said that. <laughs> oh. He, he really called them out. Fox has too many of uh, I can't remember the exact word, but it was deep state or Democrats. But I wish he would use deep state because deep state is not just Democrats. Not by a long shot. Yeah. See, what what happened was that the president said that he was taking the hydrochloroquine. He gave 
I mean, I, I, I know what the statistics are on it. Anybody that's listened to any alternative radio should know that. There are doctors yeah. out there that the, they can't get their prescriptions filled. Because the uh, this this doctor in um, Texas, she she got out in, a, in front of a group of people in Dallas and started screaming, "I can't get hydrochloroquine from the pharmacist." The pharmacy board of Texas has told them that I have to tell them why I am diagnosed, made a diagnosis that I need this drug. What is the diagnosis they're asking me? I can't say that because that's uh, patient against the oath. Against the oath. And you don't, you know, let out the information about a patient's condition. So, you know, and but the pharmacies were caught in the middle and so they just wouldn't give it to her. And she was, you know, ended up on Fox. And that's what I do honor Fox for, is that some of these people, like the police officer who was saying, this is not constitutionally, uh, you're breaking the rules to the other cops, he's talking to the other cops. You can't take a governor or a mayor's uh, telling you to do something that breaks the Constitution of the United States. You can't do this. And he was banned and got administrative leave. He was on Fox. You know, so the people that they're trying to shut up, Fox is actually bringing them on for, you know, more. And um, the Texas board on Saturday, remember, I I said, oh, wait a minute, they just backed down. But um, she was still having problems um, getting the supply. It's like, I don't know if it's gotten better now, because I haven't heard her since they... they Well, I heard they loosened up. Oh, loosened up. What they had, yeah. But anyway, so the the interruption because the president was going to speak was on Cabuto's time. And he comes back, and I was like, I couldn't, first off, I couldn't believe he was saying what he was saying. I, he, was, he was absolutely distraught. He, what he basically said in the first three sentences was, don't listen to that man, he's going to kill you. Yeah. Hydrochloroquine is going to kill you. He was. He said that like that. And I mean, I'm and talking. And then he, go ahead. He went ahead and shouted it several times during the show, almost standing like a half stand up. Yeah. He's going to kill you. You're going to die. Oh, I was so. So now this is the difference between myself and uh, Dolly. In case you didn't think there was a difference, Walt. <laughs> uh, we're, ta- we're talking on the telephone and I'm saying all sorts of four letter words into the telephone <laughs> right well then what she did was she wrote a letter to Fox and we're, how many times did you send that email out three or four different places three three. three. Yeah. to Cavuto's site uh, and I sent it to the Fox site and then I sent it to Fox Nation so three different places got it. I was so proud of her. Aren't you proud of her here, Walt? I mean, she's a true activist. <laughs> when well, I the bossy upset, told her you have a mission to fulfill. So yeah, yeah. From her de- upset, from her death like, from her deathbed, she went after this Cavuto guy for trying to go after her beloved president. I'm so proud. Yes. Of you. <laughs> so what does this Nobody's guy do? Nobody's gonna hurt my president. What's his role? What does he do? 
Oh, he's a host, like uh, you know, Rather was, it was Dan Rather, you know, that type. He has, like, yeah. he has his own show, and I never liked him. But now, oh, never now, as soon as his face shows up, I turn the channel. I don't care. <laughs> I'm out of here. I turn it off most of the time. But uh, uh, no. So today he's got the cabinet there, and he he. Uh, and he, the cabinet says, he says, okay, one of the things that they all point to is that the VA, there was a VA study and, and, and everybody that got the drug died. Well, anybody that's yeah. looked at that study knows that those people were dying anyway. They were on the verge of death and it was a last ditch effort to try to save them. And so who would know better than the head of the VA? And so Trump says, Mr. Secretary of the VA, would you please explain this report that they all keep talking about? And he was like, that was not our report. It was independent researchers came in, took a little bit of, you know, it's all bullshit. He didn't say that, but that's what it said. Pretty much, yeah. And then then Cavuto (laughs) comes back out there and he's like, the VA thing, didn't you hear what they said? I mean, it's like, ugh. So uh, it's uh, it's really pathetic, but I I mean I can't imagine if you're an you know a regular human being looking and trying to find information, if you just listen to what they're saying, you know don't listen to what people say he says, because it's not going to be the same thing at all, you know just watch I mean they're going out of their way. To try to educate people, and they had this. Oh, that broke my heart. They had. Um, they've got a woman who's in the position of. I'm not sure. Uh, I think it's Department of Health, but she is a, a psychiatrist and a doctor of uh, uh, catchy diseases. Immunologist, I think they call them. Um, and she got up there and she said. Let's just see what's happening because we're shut down. And she she gave some really scary statistics about the how many suicides, um, how many children are being abused that they can't they don't know about because they're not in school, so somebody can see. Uh, oh, it was it was it was nasty. And she was so she was she did it so well. You know, and she ended it by saying, you know, I want to thank you from all those people that, you know, have psychological problems, psychological and emotional problems. And some of them are not going to recover and not going to survive. And the numbers were higher than the numbers for the death of COVID. And and she said, the people that lose their child to uh, a drug overdose are no less upset than a person that dies from COVID. You know, and she really did push that. And uh, to be honest, when she stopped talking, the president was a little bit shaken. Didn't you feel that? Yes, I did. I saw it too, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he said, ooh, that's sobering. And he was looking down, you know, like he was, you know, like... yeah. Why won't they let me do what I want to do is what and, I got. And then, and then, oh, that was what he was doing at this cabinet meeting. He was signing a bill to um, actually 
erase all of the not well not all of it but a huge amount of this red tape bullshit that goes on to any kind of project that somebody wants to build something and he said i know this because i was in the private sector where it's taking you years and years because you've got to go through all this red tape that will put extreme uh, uh, extra money into these projects and he started talking about highways. He said, I know one highway. He said, highway, I'd call it a road. And it's taken 21 years? This is not right. We cannot rebuild like this. And so he signed an executive order, I haven't seen it, um, that basically gave permission to the cabinet heads, uh, all the secretaries, to uh, get rid of any red tape that doesn't make any sense. But he continually stated... But we can't do anything if it's not environmentally sound. He said four times, environmentally sound. So those people that think that the president doesn't understand the environment, you're darn wrong. He does. It's just it can't be a paramount. Initially, it could not be a paramount uh, thing that he went after because it was just too explosive a, a conversation. And in the meantime, the man's made more changes to the U.S. than any other president before him. He's taken away. Than I mean, anyone could think of. I, I know. The, re- the one that always, like, I'm just so grateful for is the uh, right to use, the right to try. And that that's regarding drugs, Walt. They would have these drugs that were out there that were really showing benefits for terminal illnesses. And they wouldn't give them to the patient because it hadn't gone through all the v, the FDA uh, red tape stuff. And there were so many stories. I one at one point I was reading stories about this. About so someone forgotten how the cabal will any any death that they can cause directly or indirectly is an offering to their Satan. Has anybody forgotten that? Those are not accidental deaths. Those are deliberate deaths. You can explain why they happen, but they're happening because that's the, what the cabal wants. The more people that die, the more offerings to their whatever god that they, they worship. So it's no accident that they're dying. It's Everything is deliberate. The same way that they're deliberately diagnosing everything as COVID. You know, those kits are, are garbage. I mean, you could be a tree or a rock and they'll and it'll say, oh, yeah, this tree has COVID-19. I mean, come on. It's, it's The whole thing is just a horrible theater play. Well, they're coming out and saying that now, but openly. I saw a couple different things today where the, the person was saying that uh, whatever you die of now, they contribute to COVID. Yeah. Well, that's because if you, if you brought in a patient that had respiratory problems and you gave them an anti-inflammatory and you gave them some antibiotics and sent them home, okay, you, 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 you wouldn't get the $15,000 if you had just declared that a COVID situation. $15,000 per COVID diagnosis. Yeah. They're paying for people to die. No, they're paying yeah. for people to be diagnosed that way. 
That's why the numbers were so skewed and have been jumping up all. Correct, all but that's, over. but that's, that, but the end result is, and I and I've heard this is the a story from, uh, you told me the story, of the nurse that went home and committed suicide. Because uh, people are being diagnosed positive, they're they're being left alone and untreated in the hospitals. So that's and so they the, die the, alone the, in the the, hospital. the secondary consequence of this money offering is letting people die. So that's yeah. your you, these these people are literally paying for professionals to kill people. Before they used to use these fake terrorists to go around shooting up schools and put and whatever you know buildings here and there or blowing up themselves. No, now they're they're using. The professionals as their tool. Here, I'll give you this bunch of money. All these people have COVID. Oh, and don't touch them because they're highly contagious and they're going to kill you. So just leave them in their beds. <laughs> Mona says, "I can't be the only one seeing this. <laughs> I'm not that intelligent." <laughs> so Mona says, "Thirty-eight thousand for death of COVID." Well, that's that's the death, but fifteen thousand if it's just diagnosed that way. Yes. I mean, I heard that from some doctor. You're both right, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, (laughs) it's just, well, but I'll tell you something. Well, if you do listen to, you know, the way that it's being unraveled, every day you hear more and more, um, one yesterday, uh, the president pulled out a, a letter from a doctor in New York, who said, and he said he wasn't asking to see me or talk to me. He just wanted me to know, and he and he, he reads it, you know, and it it was uh, you know I have had hundreds of um, COVID uh, diagnosed COVID patients who have been um, completely cured on hydrochloroquine. And thank you, Doc. Thank you, uh, President. So, you know, and he's just saying, he says, you know, you people should be putting this out. These are doctors that are getting these results. Yeah, so it's, but this is how they're, they're, they're kind of like very gently, well, and it's, you can feel it revving up. (laughs) You know, it's like, Today he's got somebody that that asked a question. I didn't think it was particularly well. They asked the dumbest questions, but it wasn't particularly you know antagonistic. And he said, "That's just stupid." He said, "That's a <laughs> stupid question." <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, he's not holding his butt. Pelosi is has mental issues. Men, is mentally something about mental mental issues or something you know i mean whoa i mean it was almost like <clears throat> it kind of i hate to say it but it was kind of libel you know that yeah. he was even saying it the way he said it but he gets away with it uh-huh. so well the other thing that you guys see um some i think it was one or two weeks ago somebody posted a couple of maps on on Facebook, it was two maps of the U.S. One map where had uh, all the states colored that were still on lockdown. And another map had the states colored based on the governor, if it's a Republican governor or a Democratic government. And lo and behold, 
the two maps coincide exactly. All the states that have a democratic governor are still on lockdown. The states that are open and functioning all have Republican governors. Governors. So, you know, who's pushing for this? Who's who's fueling this pandemic? Well, and it's... benefit from this? It's the Democrats. Absolutely. It's, it's, but it's not Democrats. It's this concept of, uh, you know, taking over this communistic dominant. I mean, they, you can call it anything you want. You can give it different names, but they want a totalitarian control everything nation. Yeah. And this is, if they can keep people in lockdown and screw with the economy and all of this stuff, it's going to be better for them in November. But see, they're opening up the economy now, and it's it's having no problems opening up um, at all. But the the one thing that I I just I, I'm watching this particular theme because in New York, Comey actually said, "Send all these COVID old people to uh, retirement homes." What do you call them? Uh, Nursing homes? Nursing homes. So, nursing homes that did not have COVID were required by law to accept into them COVID patients. They had nothing to protect themselves with. They didn't know protocol. This was not anything that they, the people there were trained to do. And somebody asked him about that, and he said, that's not my problem. So the what is it over fifty percent of the deaths in New York are in the nursing homes that he sent these patients back to. So I'm watching the president and listen to him, and he's saying, "Oh yeah, Andy and I we we get along. Yeah, we've had a really." And I'm going like, "When is he going to let that guy, you know, go down the drain?" Because this is, I mean, you. Anybody that looks at this thing are just absolutely like, what the hell was the matter with you people? And in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, they did the same thing. So they're all screaming that Florida, Florida is going to be a death trap because they have so many old people. And what did what did the governor do? He said, well, obviously it's the elderly that are under attack. He said so, um, and he activated the uh, national guard, and he's got national guard people going into these. Uh, nursing homes and completely sanitizing them, whether they got COVID or not. They got COVID, they're, they're dragged right out and put into a hospital. Um, but, you know, so he actively um, protected the elderly, and we had no, I mean, down here in, in Miami Dade, I think it's the worst, and I think maybe that there's been, you know, 600 people that have died. That would, those people would have died in a normal anyway. environment. Yeah. So if you exterminate all the elderly, you get to keep their retirement money? That, yeah, yeah, that. But more importantly, <clears throat> from the standpoint of the deep state, okay, let's just think of the deep state and their desire for control. The elderly are the ones that remember. Yep. Yep. And that's why they target us. Because you got old farts like Nancy and Dolly hanging out with Walt, who's not too far behind us. <laughs> Talking talk smack against that old reality, dangerous Who won't people. Let well, I remember seeing like yeah, I remember seeing the Watergate hearings on television. I didn't know what the hell they were talking about, but it was so sickening every day looking at these hearings. 
in New York. So that's that's how old I am. I wasn't really into those things, but I got into the Iran Contra. Do you remember the Iran Contra? I didn't yeah. get into that. They were selling weapons here, and the, uh, they were selling weapons here. The, and the, and the, they were getting money from this source, and they were using it to buy weapons here to move it over there. So it was a big, it was just a, a big business fiasco. And was Ali North a scapegoat, or he was uh, the middleman? Oh, let me tell you the story because I ended up being the office manager for the guy that was the arms dealer in that whole deal. <laughs> you know? Um, okay, so what happened was that there was an arms uh, block on um, Iran and under Reagan. Okay, so, but they didn't, they wanted to arm. Iran because they that's what they do they give guns to everybody so they fight each other so that they can come in and spend a lot of money and kill a lot of people and you know this is their their modus operandi so they needed it to arm these people so they went to they they would sell to through Han, well through Ron the guy that owned the place um, to Honduras and then from Honduras Honduras would sell them to Iran and everybody was making I mean this guy that was was involved in this, I mean, he made a tremendous amount of money. At one point, he had a private uh, pilot that would basically be at his beck and call, for, you know. Is the guy jet. that bought the mountain? Say again. Is the guy that bought the mountain? He had a mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top yeah. Of the mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, it was just a place on a mountain, but <laughs> but anyway, um, and Ollie North was. Um, he was sort of coordinating the activity. Now, I don't think that Reagan knew anything about it, but um, he was the one that was coordinating it, and he wanted his piece of the puzzle, the money. You know, he wanted, and I, I, you know, after the fact, I really liked Ollie North. I felt like he'd fallen on his sword for the country, you know. But then I hear the backstory. He w- he really w- wanted to get a piece of it, and because of what he did to make money off of the thing, it started to break apart, and then everybody, you know, knew what was happening. And uh, what twenty years later, maybe more, the the Honduras. So he's guilty of bad bookkeeping. Yeah, very bad bookkeeping. <laughs> but that was uh, I thought it was very ironic that for whatever reason I was fascinated with it and I actually saw the owner the arms dealer my boss hell he gave me the gold chain I got around my neck <laughs> you know he ended up being my boss but I watched him testify before Congress so it, it was really strange and I mean, oh man, I that I could I could write a book. As a matter of fact, um, it would probably be a bestseller to write the book about all of the back stuff that was going on with that. You know, that not that's just the tip of it. Yeah. Well, don't that, do it because they'll kill you. They'll suicide you. <laughs> oh, that's it's all old news by now. But it is fascinating that they just you know how how is it that I would get so you know, into something, and then end up knowing the people that were there. You know, knowing the whole story. You know, I just found that to be uh, one of those. Oh yeah, universe of spiritual intervention. Okay, we're gonna have an intervention here. We're gonna play a break song. It 
And welcome back to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show. It's May 19, 2020. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. And I'm assuming you both are back. Yes, hello. I'm back. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. So, um, I really like their their music, their voices. It's very relaxing to me. Oh, uh, he, he did one this morning. Well, I uh, heard it. Oh, yeah. That one was... What did you think about it? I loved it. It was almost a premonition of what was about to happen, because he did it just before the pandemic hit. And, uh, you know, she said he's very intuitive, and he does seem to pick up futuristic information. And, you know, she says, but he doesn't realize he's doing it when he does it. Oh, see, I don't understand their words I never understand words in music but I like the vibes in the sound exactly exactly that well the, their energy I mean she's she's an energy healer and works very deeply with it she used to be a, a world uh, 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 writer she was a worked for the biggest uh, magazine in uh, Spain oh. she, she was in in war areas in correspondence correspondent and um, her dad had been involved in it and I think her grandfather even had been involved as a, as a newspaper person uh, wow. biggest paper I said magazine paper and she ran into the uh, she, she, she got into some legal problems actually because they changed her her articles and oh. you know and um it was just terrible stuff that she ran into and she quit and so she doesn't even like looking at the world <laughs> you know it's like I don't want to go there again it's a terrible thing um, wow. but she works so well with energies and her her channeling of the Shungite message is to me been dead on every single week because she'll say you know this is what Shungite's telling me this week and I see so many confirmations in just what's happening around me or is, or is just happened, whatever, confirming that that does seem to be the messaging, the energy, what's trending. Um, so I think she's very, very... Uh, and I love him. He's, he's just... He's an Aussie living in Spain, married to a Spanish girl. And he's just very, very self-learned. He's, you know... Nice guy. So, so yes, they, I, I deeply... Well, and plus the fact that I can play their songs on this station and not have any copyright problem. Oh, yeah, nice. You know, and that saves me time because every time I put up a, a, a song, I have to go back into the tape and take it out before I put it up on YouTube. So this, okay. I, this, this I can just let go. You know, and people are getting their energy. So I, uh, it's a win-win here. Thank you. Yeah. You know, both of them. Yeah. So Walter, do you want to read Falford, or do you want to? Oh, I wanted to tell you that um, I, I asked Mark uh, Joseph if he wanted to be on tonight because he is. He wants to talk, well, he talks to me about the resonators. And 
you know, your 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 rose resonators. He, I think he's got the uh, Ponopono. Um, but friends of his, and now you've sent out more, and apparently you let him know where else they are because he's going like, I really want to talk about, you know, and I'm going like, do you want to come on the show? <laughs> and he said, no, i got to work tonight. I said, okay. But um, wh- why don't you just give us a brief overview of where the resonators are, what we're talking about regarding resonators and where they may be. Uh, I would have to go through my list because that list I sold, I told them is actually old now. There must be like double the number of resonators in in California between all the way from all the way from the south in San Diego all the way north, close to the border with Oregon. So I would have to have to go through my list and get you names. Interesting. So you're building a worldwide grid of these resonators. Well, the thing is that it's funny. There's this YouTube channel called The World According to Briggs, and the, this, this gentleman, Briggs, goes around uh, making lists of things like, for example, the 10 worst states or the 10 cheapest states or the 10 best towns to live in or the 10 worst cities to stay away from. So he goes around making lists of, of these elements, and um he is someone who was born and raised in California, and he says that there's a huge exodus in California, and nobody, he says every year more and more people are living at the state of California because it's so horrible living there between the traffic and the contamination and the taxes, which are insane. They're, they pay more taxes than anybody in the entire country. Uh, the rules they have like 10 times the number of rules and regulations for anything, for any factor of life. It's just, there's so many reasons why California is a horrible state to live in. He actually ended up making three, uh, three part videos on each, on each video is called 10 reasons why California sucks. Part one, <laughs> and then part two and part three. So I'm looking at these videos and I said to my mom, you know, no wonder the guys are sending so many resonators to, to California, it's in desperate need of repair <laughs> of all these things that are happening. So I, I guess that's that's the place where they have to do the most amount of work. California, it, it needs to be transmuted, put it, you know, make it back into a positive reality, not what people are going through right now. Well, luckily, there's a lot of resonators there. I mean, well, you know, in that book, Shanghai Reality, you know, that book I wrote that you collaborated mm-hmm. on, the one you haven't read, um, yeah. <laughs> it's dedicated to the sh- <laughs> Dolly. Why should I read it? I've lived it. I mean, come on. Uh, well, see, the thing of it is... Unless is you that- make me look like the bad guy, then I have to read it. Let's see what <laughs> stories she made up. No, I made you sound like, you know... Tesla, get out of the way. I mean, I, I went out of my way to make you look impressive. Oh, wow. I mean, sometimes I even said, Walt said, and I knew damn well I said it. It was my idea. But I gave it to you because I was building you up. I'm kidding there. Um, wow. Well, <laughs> you know, an army captain, always an army captain. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I appreciate the troops, you know, but I also really appreciate my science officer. You know, my my Spock, Mr. Spock, yeah, Mr. Mr. Spock in the silver body this time. You know, 
Um, yes, because I, I, I did. I went out of my way. And then you never even read it. So, But everybody else knows how wonderful I think you are. <laughs> <laughs> but also in there, if you just look at Chapter 2, I believe it is, the uh, testimonials, there's 67 pages of testimonials, Walt. And those people... Wow. Those people that are talking about how Shanghai changed their lives, they're talking to you. You know? Um, and I. Well, but, you know, this is. You know, it's. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I, I appreciate being appreciated because, you know, having lived a life where it was very difficult to have anyone listen to what I had to say or even understand what I had to say, being appreciated, it means a lot. You know, it's like finally I'm doing something that's worth while to someone but it like i said that's all fine but at some point we have to uh, realize it, it is a collaborative effort it, it's not the work of just the one person i i was part of it like you know like all the cells in the body have to work together otherwise the body's going to collapse i am one of those cells so my part was to do the work that was done because you're the one who introduced me to shanghai and being a projector myself, and you're a projector too, the only reason I'm able to do this work and make it significant is because you invited me to do it. For Before I met you, I tried to get going with my work because I'd studied the work of Sperling, the work of Reich and Reich, the, the two of them, and the work of others who, like the, the uh, Carl Lenz, who came up with the term organite, and I try to move forward with that and get that work going and, and get it to people. And it just didn't work because I'm a, I'm a projector. The only way we can interact with others is through the invitation. So you did that. You came to me and you want, we had that nice short two-hour conversation. <laughs> and you invited me to work with the Shanghai and develop things with it. So here we are. You know, the invitation is still ongoing. Because we haven't even scratched the surface as to everything that Shanghai can do. And ever since Shanghai got this upgrade, now it does even more than before. And I'm sure Dolly can attest to that when she talks to the, all the Shanghai devices connected to the grid. So it's an ongoing and it's a collaborative effort. You know, everybody counts. Yes, it's good to be noticed, but everybody counts. Everybody's important. And not only that, but, you know, you make these, you know, biological AI, you know, cosmic AI. <laughs> you make these devices that actually have a sentience in, in them that they can talk to other ones. I mean, this is, this is, sci. well, this this show is called, you know, Reality Sci-Fi. We have... Yeah, not- I was asking Dolly uh, to go be a go-between because... The most recent device is something that I made specifically for my mom using the same mold as the uh, as the water turtle. Um, but she's always had this issue all her life of being sensitive to cold, and she hates being cold. So having read Cater's uh, book, uh, you know, and he talks about these people that are able to walk around practically nude in the snow and the ice and... He goes on to explain how with the use of breath control in pranayama, they're able to attract themselves all those um, soft electrons that play the role that play their role in in heat transfer and thermodynamics. So in essence, it would be in order to make it simple, it would be 
heat soft electrons. That's all. The, that's that's the role that they play. And without them, remember I said in the previous show when they did that experiment, the removing all the all the negative charges from a metal plate, even with a blowtorch, they couldn't get the metal plate to heat up because they had done that. They had evacuated all those soft electrons from the metal plate. So there could be no exchange between the metal and the flame. So he, his, what he was saying was proven true. So I thought, okay, how can I use this? Because that's the thing, you know, all of this has to be good for something. So I started dousing questions and I asked, is there a specific value, a specific measure that will bring temperature, hot electron, I mean, soft electrons to living bodies? And I got yes. And initially I met, I didn't make a pendant for my mom, but it was a single coil pendant and it did work for her, but she gets tired of wearing metal things. She doesn't like it. So she would put it down and forget about it. So I thought, okay, what if I make it into a rose heart structure? So it's putting out a fractal field based on this measure. And I got yes, that it would work. So, but instead of something, making something big, like the mold that you have for the Hoponopono resonator, I decided to make something smaller with the same mold that I use for the water turtles. And uh, as I was thinking, okay, what should I call it? <laughs> the name came up so suddenly, I kind of, are you kidding me? Is this like some kind of joke? I ended up calling it Mr. Caloro, because in Spanish, calor means heat. So I made a wordplay, and I call it Mr. Caloro. And I, I sent uh, <laughs> Dolly the photos for it. And it turns out that uh, it, the, the moment I gave it to my mom, it's her feet warmed up and haven't gotten cold again. So, but Dolly says it's far too strong. You have to tell it to, to bring it down a bit because otherwise it's going to overwhelm you. And, and I did notice the difference in the house, even though the heat was off, all of a sudden the house got warm all of a sudden. And I thought, this is odd. The heat is off. And it was, you know, springtime here in Minnesota. It's kind of cool, especially when the night comes. So we have a new addition, and according to Dali, he's been welcomed to the Shanghai grid. Yeah. So I didn't have to spend the extra money to put a friggin' heat thing in my air conditioner? Or I probably I didn't know. have to buy the air conditioner. I could have just said, hey, do it for cold. So, you know, you t- turn it off in the wintertime, the cold one, you put on the... No, 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 you got you got to pay the man. you got to pay the, the uh, utilities. You know? That's another... So Walt uh, is Walt is a new daddy now. <laughs> well, you remember you remember that time where um, the posse was here with um, uh, Dave. Is is Dave even around anymore? I don't hear you talking to him anymore. Well, oh, he and I were talking just the other night. Um, just last night. Well, we've been talking quite a bit lately, but he came with the posse. And my dolly shares, I'll have what they said to me. Okay. And I'll expound on it. Because uh, they said, we just want you to do this right now because you need to hear it and Walt needs to hear it. And and then they started giggling and laughing. And Dave was belly laughing and they said, and Nancy can listen in. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I you sent me an email and um, I I saw that and I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know, I didn't know what to say about that. Just like right now, I, I don't exactly know what to say about that. I'm just a, I'm just really a, I just I'm just a CC here, you know, copy to, <laughs> not a participant in. That's probably because I already know it all anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no, but what I was referencing was when Dave said to you that um, Walt and I would develop something that would change the concept of electricity totally. And, you know, that... that do you remember that? I know mm-hmm. we... T- oh, I know. I remember. And I know we well, talked see, about. I don't remember what I read. I mean, what they tell me. I know, but then I, I then remember. I talked to you about it. But it was you know quite a while ago. But anyway, um, it, everything that that what you're talking about is absolutely feasible. You know, so um, I have no. Well, you yourself were able to change your response, or now, okay. I don't remember what you had, but you put something on, and you could go out in the cold in your shorts. Oh, that's when I did the revocation. The revocation, okay. I was doing the revocations. I was trying that out, and I found that it worked. Okay, just a revocation. But to have a device that will, you know, essentially, because you can revoke something, but then there's all these little things that can cause you to fall back into that trap. But these devices that you've been making, you know, since I'm, before I met you, um, are really like tools to be able to demonstrate, for one thing, that, that this is a real thing. It's real science. And second of all, to uh, use it as a tool, use it to benefit, you know, I mean, why do we use tools? To make it easier. Exactly. That's, that's one of the things that I've had other people that are like in the metaphysical arena criticize and complain that, oh, we can do that with our consciousness. Oh, we can do that with our minds. Oh, we don't need special energy tools. And I'm like, yes, I under, I totally understand that anything that these energy tools can do, you can do with your consciousness. But are we there yet? Aren't we still, you know, reeling from thousands, hundreds of years, if not thousands of years of programming and mind control and all that crap? So in the time, in the meantime, before we get to that point where we can uh, use and deploy 100% of our spiritual powers, doesn't it behoove us to help ourselves with tools? Like you use glasses to read, right? Do you consider why Why are you using glasses to read? Why don't you use your superhuman powers to do that? You're using utensils when you eat. Why are you using utensils? Why don't you just lift the food out of the plate with your telekinetic power? You know, that's the thing that kind of rubbed me the wrong way is like, uh, with some of these um, metaphysical types that they think that you know, it, it's incorrect to use. And, and I think that's a throwback to the times of like the middle, the church in the Middle Ages that kept saying, oh, dowsing is wrong because dowsing is something that comes from the devil. Well, they would say that because anybody who douses can actually douse the words of the priest and find out if the priest is saying the truth or not. So it's bad for business to let people douse and connect to the truth directly as opposed to listening to somebody telling you what's supposed to be the truth. 
So it would make sense that those, you know, that, that belief system is still in play. Thinking, oh, why should we need uh, something special to do this? Well, you're just manipulating energy. Why not? Let, let, <laughs> me, give, let me give you an example here, okay? It's like I have the Ho'oponopono rose resonator under the microphone. Okay, that's where it sits. Now, I I could okay some some something terrible happens to a friend. There's nothing I can do except use energy work. Now I could s- spend a lot of my energy focusing on trying to help that person get over whatever it is, or I could simply say to the Ho'oponopono tool, the device, please program that in, and I can go back to what I was doing. Exactly. That's what I mean when I say it's a tool. It's not that right. we can't do it. It's why should we do it? We can. I mean, do do you use your car or do you walk all the way to Publix? Right, right. <laughs> you know, and that's all we're saying here. That's all we've ever said. And we've also told you that every time we make a new device, it's teaching us. We learn, we've yeah. learned more from Shanghai. I think I can talk for you here, Walt, too. I mean, I've done yes. energy research my, for the last 25 years. And through it all, you're learning, but I have never had the ability to learn as fast, except when Shanghai got here to demonstrate. Yeah. And like I, like I said before, you know, a little bit ago, uh, we haven't even scratched the surface because every time we try to do something with it, oh, it does it. Okay, something new for us. <laughs> Shanghai already knew that I could do it. Now it's something new for us because the, we're like, you know, coming. The, <laughs> and the new coming. the new energy is is, is crazy. I yeah. mean, it's just unbelievably. Uh, well, it's sort of like one of Dolly's love blankets. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with a brain, it's a dolly love with a brain. You know, because it it it's it's always it's always just right there. Like you know, I got your back. I got your back. You know, go for it. Think about things. Imagine things. There's nothing we can't do. You know, it's like it's it's like trading in a you know a 25 year old car. And you live in the mountains, and now you got a jeep. <laughs> well, that, that's another that's another thing that we all of us are getting out from under centuries of religious indoctrination, where you're taught to be afraid of your own powers. What if you hurt somebody? What if you say, "I hate you" to your dad, and your dad drops dead? You know, and uh, they indoctrinate you to be no, don't use your powers. You know, it's very dangerous. Just. Trust in you know trust in the Lord and pray and don't do anything. Just cross your arms and don't do anything. And just because no, you should not be the, using your powers. It's too dangerous. I'm, I mean, let's face it. Didn't the church used to persecute psychics and people that had you know psychic capabilities or their powers were partially or fully awake and they would accuse them of witchcraft and all this. It was just a nice excuse to get rid of people that were a competition. They know too much. They can see that, that we are lying. They can see that we're lying to people and manipulating them. So we, you know, got to get them out of the way. So we have to get out from under that program. No, don't be afraid of your powers. You're not going to kill anybody. It doesn't work that way. There has to be a contract. The only way you can 
harm anyone if there is a, a standing contract between you and that person and that person is afraid of you and accepts that you can kill it. Well, yes, you will do it, that person some harm, but there has to be a, a contract in the middle. If someone is not afraid of you and doesn't give a two figs for you, <laughs> no matter what kind of mental exercises you can do, you're not going to hurt that person because they're not buying into the contract. They're not making that connection with you. So no, you can't use your powers to hurt anybody. And the people that try to convince you otherwise, I know, I, I, uh, in Argentina, it's chock full of, of uh, witches and warlocks and, and faith healers that get paid to put curses on people. And unfortunately, the only way it works is because people do believe in curses. When I used to do the shamanic journeys and three different journeys for three different people, the situation was the same. They were placed under a, a binding spell. They're, they're, they're That's why their lives was like frozen in time. They couldn't get anything moving forward in their lives. They felt so totally stuck. Yeah, because they they had been put under binding spells. And people do that when they hate you or they're envious of your capacity. And a lot of times is the binding spell is coming from either a relative or someone you know very close. Very rarely is going to be from someone that you identify as an open enemy. It's that's why it works because it's coming in from someone you trust. So that's that's where the contract slips in. Well, along with uh, the, along with, along those lines, <laughs> we have the situation of you know just when somebody okay, why why is it a better way to go through existence? in the form of thinking about everybody versus yourself. Why is it less stressful, more joyful to go through life being nice to people instead of picking fights with people? Why is that? Well, it's because every time you interact with somebody and they get thoughts in their heads that are negative against you, you're under attack. And so and you may you actually do make a contract when you do whatever you did to piss them off. Yeah. You know, so yeah, there's none of this no whether I didn't make a contract that you should hurt me. Well, if you had said that then you don't have a contract. But how many people know that? If you knew exactly. that you wouldn't be doing it. <laughs> you Keep know. Them in the dark. Yeah, don't. <laughs> Don't, my God, don't let them wake up to their powers. I mean, I know stories that I can't tell yet about manifestation that are just like, you just gotta laugh because it's just so wonderful. I mean, it's that laughter from joy, you know, like, oh my God, this really does work. Oh, look at this, <laughs> you know, type of thing. But, um, the manifestation capability that's why I said earlier you know that it's very likely that it was all us people saying no this thing isn't going to do what you guys think it's going to do um, I'm sure that we are players in this we're not being manipulated by the dark side or the, the light side of patriots you know we really really are participating on the, in this in a, in a very deep thought way everybody that knows Shungite Anybody that's run into Shungite, there's too many people in Shungite 
that are understanding the full implications of what's happening around us. That's my belief. So I just think that we're going to have a very, very interesting... And I also think yeah. that... the the Do you know about the flag, Walt? The space flag? You know about the that Trump started well, another arm of the military services called the Space Force? Well, the now that you're mentioning that, I wanted to... I wonder if I can mention... The, if you look at that video from this lady with Salvatore at the end, when she goes on to explain how there are positive aliens that are working with Trump on the military, and she goes on to call them patriot, patriot aliens. That's the term she uses in the video. And she goes on to explain how the symbols are very important to these groups because she says there are several positive groups but then all of them are under one, are like under the management of one central group. And she said all these different groups have different symbols that represent them. So she says if you have these symbols in your house, they will auto, they will recognize that or, or detect it, I guess. And that's it. They will protect your house and your property. So I was dowsing. The question is, this woman like, you know, true? Is this true what she's saying? And I got, yes, it is true. And I, I, and I, and she says that the the most of all the symbols that are there that represents the different groups, the most powerful one is the American flag, because she says if you put the American flag out outside the house, they will see that they will recognize that. So your house, your property, and everyone in it is being is going to be protected. So I doubted if that was true, and I got yes. So I also doubted do I need to put a flag in front of my house, and I got no. So then I thought, okay, I ask another question. If I put a, an image of the American flag on, under one of the resonators, then the field of the resonator is projecting that energy, the energy of that symbol. Would that, would that work? Would that immediately cause protection of the property? And I got yes. So I thought, okay, do you recommend that I do this? And I got yes. So that's what I did. I did. I printed out the image of the American flag and I put it under one of the one of the, the resonators. So now that the field has the the essence of that of that symbol. So I guess what what you're saying kind of aligns with that, that you know, for some reason he's making this new this new branch. Well, first off, okay, I'm laughing here because I heard her say it and I got such a whomp, you know that I went on Amazon and I'm looking for a flagpole. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> okay. Well, I was looking for flags. I got four flags. <laughs> the well, little ones that I can stick in the air. Go ahead. Um, yes, I actually always have a flag here, now that you mention it. Um, but I have um, my father's flag when he was buried, right? Well, he was cremated, and we went to the cemetery. And then, because I was the oldest, I guess, and also the only military, they gave me this flag. And um, I said, oh, man, I'm going to just, I'm going to get a flagpole, and I'm going to put that flag up, right? Because what else? I mean, when I die, somebody's going to have a flag. I mean, it's like, nah, let's just, let's just use this flag until it turns into rags. So I'm going to do this. And so I'm going, I'm looking at these these poles and everything. And finally, and they'll give you a 20-foot a, a pole with a 3x5 flag on it. 
It comes in sections. You can make it as tall as you want. And I'm going a 3 by 5 I think this thing's got to be bigger than that. Well, I got something that's 5 by 9 <laughs> this wow. Is, this, is, <laughs> this is a huge flag. You can, you can make a tent out of that for yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, you know, and... and um, uh, the and so I looked up, you know, what what are these flags? That's how I know. I didn't want to unravel it, you know. I mean, my God, you know. But I looked up the dimensions of it, and apparently, you're not supposed to fly these flags anyway. Uh-huh. What do you I, do with them? I don't know. Put them on your wall or something. I don't know what we're supposed to do with them. But you know, it was I I, I get bored with these things pretty quick. But it was just you know like interesting kind of stuff. Um, but yes, I definitely. Well, I'm going to take. I've got one. I actually want. Okay, but the difference between this is the difference between me and Walt. You know, we both get the same you know impulse, but I think in terms of going to Amazon and buying a pole, <laughs> right? <laughs> and 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 he he looks at a uh, a resonator and he says, "Well, I can put a picture of it underneath the resonator." And here's the other difference between Walt and myself is that I don't need to put the picture. I can put the picture from my mind into the resonator. Exactly. It's energy anyway. It's energy. So I'm just giving you another hint, is that when you start out, because somebody asked me about mapping, okay, the concept that you get a map and you do energy work from a distance, is radionics, um, and, and, and the idea of, of this is that you're just interjecting every time okay maps and symbols ge- geometric symbols um, photographs a little lesser but when you've got these stark geometric forms they are very complicated information in those when you see uh, uh, the the C60 every time you look at the C60 there is a tremendous amount of ener- energy that is comes from the C60, just the looking at it, the structure of it, into your brain that's been programmed, pre-programmed, to recognize this as being a program. Your mind's doing it. You don't, you're not aware that this is happening, but your mind is aware of it. And this is part of why Shungite is so very, very potent worldwide. Is that this? Just the fact the C60 is the most perfect molecule, and it's it's. I, I swear that the universe is a C60 shape, um, but all of the the things that go into it, it programs your mind, and so you really don't know how much information you have until you start using your imagination, and just I mean, that's how Walt goes. That's how I go. Well, I wonder if we did this, what would happen? And it's imagination, and, and we know from experience that sometimes imagination is the, the impetus behind the manifestation, that it wouldn't have happened if you could, it couldn't happen until you could imagine it, essentially. Well, look at the other side of the coin. Schools invest so much time and money in killing imagination and kids. Why is that? Is that a coincidence? No, it's not. It's part of the control agenda. People without imagination will never know what's happening to them. And did so. you have this real provision uh, about talking to yourself when you were growing up? 
But I mean, not here, if you were talking to yourself, because apparently I did it a lot, because people were always saying to me, don't talk to yourself, people will think you're crazy. Did you ever get that? I got it all the time. Yeah. It didn't stop me. Well, did, is, that, is that something that they have in your culture? Don't talk to yourself? Oh, of course, because if you talk to yourself, you're automatically crazy. So you're not, you're not, if they catch you talking to yourself, you're going to get a scolding. Oh, good grief. Or some kind of, you know, some kind of punishment. So geniuses talk to themselves. Geniuses that's another, argue with themselves. Well, that, that's another thing. I do you that too. You will never be a genius. That's, that's another thing that they start early on. Oh, no, you will never be a genius. I mean, that was my my father. He hated his relatives growing up because he started, he was born in 1930. And since before he was 15 years old, he was really obsessed and passionate about learning English. So the first time a relative saw him with a book about English, the first thing they did is started laughing at him. You, you're so stupid, you're so ignorant, you'll never learn English. So, you know, you're young, you're impressionable. What somebody older than you says means something to you because that's where you learn stuff from the older and the elders. But when all you get is negative programming, it, you have to spend years getting out from under it. It's so horrible. Amen. Because you grow up believing that, oh, yeah, I must be stupid because it's so difficult for me to learn this shit. So the, the crimes of the mind are, crimes of the body are horrible. There's no denying it, but crimes of the mind, they're worse. See, that was a benefit being the oldest of 10 kids is that, my, okay, my dad was always on the road. He, he built uh, feed mills all over New England. So he was always on the road to come home on the weekends. And mom was always so busy. She did, I don't think she knew who we were. You know, because you never, no, seriously, because you, you, she never had time to really sit down and say, what do you think? What do you believe? You know, what do you, refer-? none of that kind of talk. It was like, are you hungry? Do you need a peanut butter sandwich? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was, it was, she was a caretaker. She was not a friend or, I mean, I, I swear to God, I thought of her as the person that kept the house. This concept <laughs> of mother was really not there. And and all of our relatives, the grandparents and all of that, they were in another state. So where you grew up was in the sandbox with your friends. There wasn't any adults telling us how to think. So we would go out and we would be cowboys and Indians or playing World War II. We were, we were always using our imagination and playing games, you know, Um a totally different environment than what the kids grow up in now. They, they, you're right. They, they don't. They, good Lord, they don't have time to use their imagination because they got an electronic device that's, that's, you know, taking up space in your brain. Exactly. And the, the horrible thing is that you have to do everything the device tells you. All of the device says I have to wear a mask. I have to wear a mask. All the device says to stay six. Oh, I have to stay six feet away from it, and so on and so forth. It's just. You're just taking cues from this thing. Did we talk about the Alexis thing? We did last week, did we? Were the different uh, messages in it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, you would have talked, I'm wondering if we talked to Walt 
about that, probably. Oh, we talked about it. Yeah. I think we did it on Say What. Yeah, maybe. Um, when I went to the eye doctor, yeah, because I was talking about the eye doctor, The um, one of the receptionists, <laughs> I'm not going to tell that story, the the receptionist, I'd get Walt all excited, um, <laughs> the receptionist, um, when I was leaving, said, went out, she said, come here with me, so we go out into the stairwell, and, you know, they have all these precautions, they got plexiglass up masks and everything you know but we get out there and we pull down the masks and she's showing me a thing on her phone and it's a a, a videotape of Alexis being asked you know where did this COVID-19 thing come from and she goes into a whole history in Alexis's voice a whole history of uh, this thing and that it was finally let out in the uh, winter of 19 but apparently it's gotten out of control you know, and I'm laughing. I'm going, well, I said, it could be a hoax. I said, I don't know much about Alexis um, because the guy was really, really going like, I don't know how long this is going to be up, but he was the one filming it, you know, so you better just, you know, share it, you know. So it seemed like he was thinking that it was real. But then again, there are actors. And, um, you know, it turns out that, yes, in fact, you can, you know, make Alexis sounding messages and that somebody else had done something similar but I said you know for all I know the AI is listening to all of this stuff because they listen to everything and people may be talking about this and that's what a Alexis picked up as being the truth that there's more people actually talking that way than who are believing the scenario uh, there's definitely a wake up happening <laughs> Well, you saw the message that I sent uh, Dolly, and I asked Dolly to check with the posse, and Dolly says, yep, they say that all of this is true. All of what is true? The that, the message from Aluna Joy about the uh, how the, the old paradigm is crumbling, remember? And, and you sent it to me back in Skype, and you said, you sent this to Dolly, let's read this in the next show. Well, yeah, why don't we read it now? You got it in front of you? Yeah, I got it in front of me. Okay, go for it. So this was sent to me from one of our listeners, Enzo Bertucci, and this is, uh, uh, I guess, channeled information from this lady called Aluna Joy, and her website is uh, alunajoy.com. It begins like this. Many years ago, the star elders said that when the shift of the ages arrived, it would come as a huge surprise. Well, we could not have seen this time coming. With the element of surprise, we cannot prepare, nor can we armor against it. Any unexpected event has a greater capacity to shift the mass consciousness of humanity than something that could be prepared for. This is what they share today. Much of this came a piece at a time, or one line at a time. Then, before posting this, I run it all by them again for fine-tuning. This is how they wanted it to read, to read the best way we could within the limitation of the English language. <clears throat> so the message reads, This unexpected time is the dawning. This is the beginning of a great dismantling. Obsolete consciousness is being dissolved. Duality is deliberately canceling itself out. All of creation is being cleared to create a new vessel. The new world template is now being envisioned in spirit. 
This is a cosmic transfiguration process. All will experience this time in various stages. First, denial, shock, fear, depression, confusion, numbness, anger, and righteous rebellion. Then all will move into the breast and the birth of new coherence. No life form can be placed under extreme levels of continuous compressed evolution without cracking open and awakening to the new unexpected reality. No life form can be placed under the sustained alchemical heat of deep unknowing without cracking open to awaken to a new truth and evolved laws of nature. This is a collective dark night of the soul for humankind. There will be no immunity or inoculation or way to avoid this. Expect nothing to feel solid, and nothing will feel stable underfoot. The only constant will be centered in your internal orientation point. This will guide you to safety to safely navigate this dissolving paradigm. All will be placed in a great cleansing void. You will know where truth is during this metamorphosis. All the sides that are dissolving are distorted or contaminated. Most will question everything and understand very little. Many will see from many perspectives, yet still, still feel blind. Most will question if they will lose everything they know. You will think there is no end to the world confusion and the madness. But all these things will end and will begin anew. This is a space where everything will change. What will the next cycle of your embodiment be? What will you accept in this new world? What will you reject and disallow in your future? This is a great awakening and it's finally here. And you, with capital U, are the master of your reality. What will you empower to manifest? Um, that's it. So I sent it to Dolly in the hopes that she would run it by the posse. And she says, yep, they say it's all true. And this is what we're witnessing. All this, it's crumbling. All that old, nothing. Don't try to go back to the old because there's no old to go back to. It's just not going to be there. You can knock on the door of the old old as much as you want, but when you open the door, there's nothing there. It's big void. <laughs> it reminds me of when we were on the uh, mission to dismantle the dream cities. Oh, yeah. And the two Shungite lions came with you, and mm -hmm. they started to just tear into the illusionary cities and gobble it up. Yeah. Right? Isn't that the yeah. image? That's the image I carried with me. And it's sort of, I see the same thing. It's, it's like, it's not, it's not so much a disintegration. I mean, the first image when you started reading that, and I had read it before, um, but the image was of a burnt out German Berlin area, you know, with mm -hmm. the, citizens all carrying just a very little and you know i mean horrible picture um but the buildings all you know i don't think that that's going to be what it is 
I don't think we're going to go have to go through the images of destruction. It's going to be more like what we saw energetically, that the lions just ate up the energy that was projecting the images of the dream cities. Correct. Well, and the thing is, uh, another example is that many people are under the belief that once this whole lockdown is done and over, we're all going back to our old lives. You're not going to go back to your old lives. It's going to look different, but you're not going back to that grind where 99% of the population is frustrated and angry and tired because everyone is being forced to work in something they don't like and they never envisioned working in just because they need to make ends meet. This is a, an ideal time to move forward. Uh, that thing that um, John Pizzutelli explained when, when I went to that um, uh, retreat in San Diego about a, a, a totally different reality where everybody you know, can make a living doing what they want as opposed to being forced to do you know, horrible jobs that they don't like. You don't need to be, you know, paid to. No, you're not going to be paid to sit down and watch TV all day. That's not. That's not living. You know, that's being a, a vegetable. That's being a plant in a pot. But you can have a life that's fulfilling. You know, why? Why are we being born to be uh, cattle? Why are we being born to just be a labor force? That's not living, because in nature, that's not how animals live in nature. You know, you, you look at nature and animals, they know how to play. You see birds playing. You see um, mammals playing. You, you see all kinds of animals. They understand the concept of play. It's not just about killing and killing and make and, and eating. and No, that's not it. I mean, that's, the, what they, what's the, they, that's what they program you to. Oh, you have to work constantly. You have to work hard if you're going to be successful and all of this programming and it just benefits them because it doesn't benefit us. They just want you know work, good worker bees that will generate revenue and and give them that you know that power that they can never get enough of. No, that's an old reality. We have to live in a reality where we are the ones that matter in our reality because in the old reality nobody matters. Isn't that true? No, nobody, nobody matters. All that matters is that you generate some kind of revenue, that you have some kind of job. You don't have a job, you should not be alive. Isn't that true? What What do people do when they see homeless? A lot of people have a very negative attitude. They say, oh, these all, all these people that should be done away with. They're useless. They do nothing. You, nobody has a right to make that judgment. If they're alive, it's because Gaia wants them to be alive. Because their very existence is doing something to the world. You don't get to decide who lives and dies. But, you know, they have that attitude anyway. So it's it's enough. We're not going back to whatever old reality we had. We have to move forward to something positive and constructive that give people joy and peace and satisfaction. Not, you know, not this people forcing people to do jobs that they hate because, oh, because they have to earn a living, because they have to eat food, or because they have to have a roof over their heads. Mm. It's a very interesting time that we live in. <laughs> you sound like that old Chinese curse. <laughs> yeah, that one goes, may you live in interesting times. Well, I don't feel cursed, I feel blessed. 
Walt, I want to ask you a question, okay? Ask. Okay. Um, did your mother hold Carlo, what's his name? Laurel? Yeah. Is did she Carlo? hold him and, and did they get uh, familiar with each other? energies. Put it this way, she sleeps with him. <laughs> <laughs> I guess she did. <laughs> yeah. And Good. she's been talking to him non-stop, so and she Aww. felt she she told me what she did last night and in the morning she totally felt the difference before and after going to bed. So uh maybe we was, maybe maybe we shouldn't talk about that. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's her grandson. <laughs> yeah, her grandson. <laughs> Maybe, who knows? Well, that's what I said to Dolly. Well, look at me. I'm I'm a dad at 60. <laughs> I guess so, you can call me Geppetto. 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 Oh, yeah. I lost my question. Oops, sorry. That's okay. Posse, bring back the question, please. I really am excited to do this Dolly Shares because they've been niggling at me uh, all day. And I was going to do it today, but uh, they said, no, wait till tomorrow morning. I, okay. So I'll do it tomorrow morning and get it to you, Nancy. Sounds reasonable. So, um, yeah, why don't you give your website, newparadigmtools.net. There you have it, newparadigmtools.net. Dot net. Or anybody can go to the homepage of cosmicreality.net, and you'll see a link to um, Walt Silva. Uh, there's a list that says... You know, it's a portal, and there's a list. You can go to the store, you can go to the radio station, but you can go directly to Walt's website right there. So there should be no excuse for people not being able to find you. And plus, if you put Walt Silva into Google, I'm sure you'll find it. Really? I thought you said Walt Silva was some kind of singer that you found in uh, uh, YouTube. Yeah, Spanish guy. I gotta find that. <laughs> I gotta find that song again. I love that song. That was that was that was funny. <laughs> Don't forget to tell people what time we're on live. We're on live six to eight on every Tuesday Eastern time. And we've been doing this this show with myself and Walt since September of twenty fourteen. Wow. Every that far week. back you got the radio going? I that's didn't know the, it was. No, this show. That's this show. Oh wow! Yeah, we you started up with me on Cosmic Reality, the show. Yeah. When, when Colleen went and we but, were still but, a little spirit. Oh, that's that's the thing is that I was I was kind of thinking, when was it that you started producing yourself? Because in the beginning it wasn't you producing. No, I think that was sixteen. Yeah, I think it was in sixteen. Was it seventeen? Oh. No, 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 but the show, actually, you and I together, it's been going mm -hmm. on since uh, uh, 2014. And it was, it was Will Spirit Radio, right? Colleen right, producing? Right, right, Colleen was producing. 
and you were you and I were on it um, together. As a matter of fact, we did a few shows. Remember, you did you were doing the show with um, uh, what's his name? JP. Uh, no, not JP. The group there. Frank oh, Jordan. Frank, Frank Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. yeah. You were doing Healings and meditations right, with Frank Jordan. Right. Yeah. And then you and I started up Cosmic Reality Radio. Well, I already had started it, but I had no I didn't know what I was doing in format. And so I said to you one day after we had done a few shows with JP, I said, you know, are you interested in doing a show? And we did this show and it was an amazing show. It talked everything we knew about Shungite and I and two things happened. I went Oh crap! Does he know anything else? Because we just did two hours on what I think he knows. <laughs> Am I in trouble here? And the second thing was was that show was never she never got the tape of that. That was never recorded. That show. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then so the next time I go on, I mean, I worried for a week. You know, what, does the guy know anything? Should you know? And I go on, and I don't know. It was like you know, you blew my socks off. So from. The third show on, I'd get on and I'd say, "So, what do you want to talk about, Walt?" <laughs> because well, but I keep, I keep telling Nancy is if I if I sound good, it's her fault because she keeps asking me questions about stuff I know. If she asked me questions about stuff I don't know, I would I would sound like a dum dum because I would go, "Oh, I don't know. Oh, never heard about that. Sorry, never heard about that." <laughs> that's that's the way that I would sound all the time. <laughs> well, luck- luckily we, uh, you know, like the same things, and we are over time now here on this show. So, you guys want to say good night? Thank you, Nancy. Thank you, Dolly, for being with us. And thank you, everybody and the audience. And uh, have a good night. Thanks, everybody. And I'll be talking at you when I talk at you. So, from Dolly World, bye bye. And I want to make one announcement. I now have the alternative radio station playing, not cosmic. Some of some of the cosmic reality shows are on it, but it's playing um, nonstop a whole twenty-four hours of videos that have been taken down off of YouTube. Little clips, everything that I can that I've been putting together for just to do shows um, that are easy and quick ways of knowing something that you, you know, for newbies particularly, or if you're just interested in getting, you know, information just over there, it's a different schedule now, so right now I'm going to say goodbye, and um, tomorrow we have Radio 5G at noontime and er Eastern, and everybody have a great night, be safe You have been listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for listening. Choose your heart as a